a celebration of the harmony between humans and Pokemon. I'm not sure I want to remember what went on down here. How are you not dead? I have no idea! I have to destroy a postal truck filled with lethal microbes before a doomsday cult or a terrorist group destroys the entire world. Ah! Give me a big, fat break! Don't start. Lawless. Oh yeah, it's such a All good right. sound. Oh yeah, it is. I like every time I open a beer, or even we do sparkling water in cans. Every time I open a can now, I think of our show. It's <laughs> yep. like synonymous. Yep, that and the the Wilhelm scream, obviously. <laughs> of course, of course. That's welcome to Movie Boners. Hi everyone, welcome to the show. <laughs> How's your beer over there? I have no clue how to feel <laughs> about this beer. It's like this episode. <laughs> you, you know what? I was like, I got nothing to be relevant with the show, but maybe that works. I, I'm going to steal yours. Um, Okay. <laughs> it's so weird. I could see you really liking this or feeling yeah. the exact same way I am. Uh, so I'm drinking <laughs> fluffy nuts. <laughs> 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 I don't know why that's so funny to me. Because it is. By Saloon is. Door Brewing. Um, they're down here in Texas. It is a... Are you ready for this? Yeah. PB and Marshmallow Imperial Cream Ale. Oh, wow. It's very weird. I've heard of people do, making like peanut butter and marshmallow fluff sandwiches before, and they sound like crazy people, but I have heard of that. Yeah. Well, I mean, like... There's a lot to it that I I really like, uh, mm -hmm. but I'm really confused by it because I can't tell if it works or not. Dude, this is the total perfect beer for today's episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll allow it. That's wild. This is weird. PB and Marshmallow. All right. And I thought uh, Weldworks made weird beers. This is an odd one. They still uh, they still take the cake. <laughs> okay. Yeah. They, still they have a cake. whole slate of weird beers. All right, mine is a more directly appropriate for this episode. I was lucky enough to find this. It's from the Toppling Goliath Brewing Company in Decorah, Iowa. I think it's the first beer from Iowa I've ever had. Um, but it's called Arcade Crusher. And it is a triple pale ale. I don't think I've had a, a triple IPA ever before. But it's it's all right. It's really IPA esque, but it's good. It's good. It's good nice. enough. Nice. I got it because it had arcade in the title. Right. Right. Naturally, you sound more mm. confident with your beer than I am with mine. <laughs> yeah. Dude, it, I mean, it's, it's, it's such at least a, a weird standard. taste. It's so weird. <laughs> like my brain tells like... me that it should suck and be horrible, but my taste buds are like, but there's marshmallow, and that's wonderful. Yeah, who doesn't like peanut butter <laughs> and marshmallow? I'm so confused by this beer. That's huh. weird. Uh, so, did you see any new movies, Jake? Um, I saw a couple of new things. Oh, The only new movie I saw was the new uh, Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City reboot, which is relevant to this episode, so I'll save it for later. Okay. But the two other new shows I saw... Oh. I started uh, Peacemaker, oh, okay. the J James Gunn, HBO Max 
spinoff from the Suicide Squad, mm-hmm. and it's it's pretty good. John Cena is great, obviously. Uh, overall, I'm still getting into it, so I don't I don't know if I like it or not. But John Cena and Peacemaker, I think that's a winning combination anyway. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing, you're gonna laugh at me for this. <laughs> Netflix has a TV series called Love is Blind. Oh, no. And it, it is a reality I know what dating this show. show. <laughs> <laughs> and I am obsessed with it currently. Oh. I binged, binged the whole first season. I am deep into the second season already. And uh, I, I don't know why. I find those shows very entertaining. Not so much like The Bachelor and Bachelorette. Like, the they're, they're less interesting to me. But, like... Bachelor in Paradise, where they like bring all these people. You to go this for place the super trash version. Of trashier the-, the better, yeah, I say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this is like that, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It's really fun, <laughs> and I like it a lot, and I've been watching it a lot. <laughs> all right, um, all right. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't expect that, did you? No. No. Uh, Well, I did go see a new movie that is also Mm -hmm. very relevant to this episode. Actually, it's the movie that we're like, well, this is coming out. This is supposed to be big. We should do this episode. So I went and saw it. Uh, I Mm -hmm. went and saw Uncharted. Yeah. Um, It was okay. (laughs) Some of the action was cool. Um, It was all right. Okay. It was okay. I didn't hate it. It was entertaining. It was entertaining for the most part. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Th- that's what I expected. I do appreciate <laughs> you giving me your $10 or whatever for, cause it's my <laughs> movie on my draft board. Uh, um, well, then you're going to really Banderas hate. I used my movie credit and saw it for free. Damn it. So suck <laughs> it. Right there. Yep. All right. Fair enough. Um, I forgot I actually did see a new another new movie. I watched another my other movie. I watched Marry Me this oh. last week. <laughs> did you and see it, it by yourself? Because Christy was like, nope. She watched it right next to me. She didn't watch like she was on her phone. Mostly, yeah, she didn't watch she it. Did. She didn't watch it. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> and she did say in the middle of it, she's like, this movie sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, it's not that bad. Um, it's not great. <laughs> It's not great. It's fine. The music, I will say, like it's you, it's mostly a movie that was made for Jayla's music. The music is catchy. I was singing it all week, um, but they it, it grossly underutilized Owen Wilson. I think that's the biggest travesty of the movie. Oh. He, he could have been any generic white guy who's his whole stick is that he's a not fun math teacher and he needs to be married to like the biggest pop star in the world. And so you could have put anybody in there. I think that they didn't really use Owen Wilson to his full potential. Oh, okay. And so it was generally forgettable. I think that it's rated at a 6.2 on IMDb. I think that's high, honestly, but it's more like in the five, five, four, five range. But yeah, Uncharted had a 6.7 right mm-hmm. now. And I thought that was a little high. I would have given it like a, a 5.9 or maybe 6.1 if I'm really, really, really generous with it yeah uh yeah there were just parts of it that i was like well that was a dumb decision Mm -hmm. okay why'd you do this oh that was predictable (laughs) and then there were a couple scenes i was like that doesn't even track with anything you just saw on the screen what (laughs) 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 
Interesting. Um, and then I also watched uh, because I couldn't sleep one night, and I figured, well, this movie will knock my ass out, and I'll sleep through it. But then I watched <laughs> the whole thing. Glowing um, review. It it starts off bad, okay? But I'm going to save my official opinion for when we do the episode. I ended up watching one of the Oscar nominees, which we'll be okay. doing a whole episode on later. Yeah. Um, but I watched Spencer with mm. Kristen Stewart. Yeah. Um, the yeah. Diana movie. She does a really good job. I'm going to save like my opinions on all that on the movie itself for when we do the episode. But uh, I ended up staying awake for the whole thing. Which kind of bummed me out because I was really tired. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, that was not not the point of the movie, right? Right. Which I felt like that was karma coming to bite me in the ass. It it, it was an all right movie. I'll say that. Okay, I'll That's say fair enough. More stuff, but yeah. So that was. I'm really interested to see uh, the cursed that just came out as well. I am planning on watching that, and I know that one is on your draft list mm -hmm. which i'm i'm a little torn dude i'm a little torn because <laughs> i don't want to contribute to your mm -hmm. draft mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but i'm going to be forced to contribute to your draft so <laughs> i'm a little torn i'm like yeah man it's your normal habit jake's a jerk for drafting this one but <laughs> not really yeah i'm hoping to see that next week on my day off my next yeah. day off. Nice. Um, yeah. yeah, so checking in on our draft. We've mentioned it. We did a draft at the beginning of the year. Uh, it's going well, uh, well enough, especially for you. You are in the lead with your team has an average rating of 7.067. Uh, and at total box office, you're so close to breaking the first one to break 100 million yeah. at 99.75 99 million. Uh, my team is less than a point behind. At six point three six seven, and then we I, I'm at sixty point three one million. Thirty I'm not million even, away. I'm not even bragging because I know that I'm about to get stomped on so bad. <laughs> Next and, week you have a, a, a you have an uncontested week with two movies coming out, but yeah, after that it's but, March, baby. March Madness, I, as we'll call it. I have a whole month, right? And I've got. Would you say less than a hundred million? Yeah, yeah, just under. Yeah, and you're gonna have first weekend in March is gonna be like we're gonna quadruple Dustin's whole month. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, your biggest movie is still Jackass Forever at fifty three million. <laughs> so I'm, I'm just not score. like I mean I'm happy that I'm ahead, but this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we'll see how much ground you can gain next week with the outfit in Studio Six Six Six. But I think you said which last I'm week like, I'm not even, I'm not, not thinking that big. I'm gaining anything with either of those. <laughs> yeah. I was like, man, what did I do? What did I do? <laughs> yeah, I would have done so many things differently looking yeah. at this board. My shit is not spread out well. I don't. I, I, it looks like a toddler picked this. I don't know what I was doing. I mean, I'm gonna at least I'll give myself some credit in saying that, like. It's only one movie that I really missed out on, and I made some pretty stupid fucking claims that I'm like really <laughs> biting 
like kicking my own ass over because yeah. I was like, oh, it'll be huge, but I, I'm not sure fans are going to be like flocking to it because it's yet yeah. another Batman flick. And then I started seeing all these early projections, all these early reactions, and like mm-hmm. all this early hype, and I'm like, oh no. Oh yeah. no. <laughs> I was so shocked you said that in the episode. That's why I took it the Batman first, because I was like, he's going to take it, and I couldn't believe you didn't. And yeah, I was like, you are retarded for not taking this and thinking that fans won't like it. I'm so dumb. I'm so dumb. No, I didn't say they won't like it. I just said I wasn't sure that like it would maintain. Like, there's no longevity to it. It wouldn't be, which is just as stupid because every time I watch the trailer for it, I'm like, I'm going to see this movie so many times in the theater. (laughs) And I'm going over there like cha ching, cha ching, cha ching. Yeah. I feel stupid. I like Avatar 2 is my saving grace because I was like, I needed to get my box office up. I didn't realize it doesn't come out till December. And depending on when we cut this off, I may get hardly anything out of it. <laughs> so fuck me, I guess. <laughs> I'm I'm hoping that they like middle of the year, they're like, Avatar 2 postponed. Mm-hmm. It's highly likely. That would be wonderful, but I don't see that happening. So <laughs> we shall see. It'll be a wild ride. Well, let's do this. <laughs> All right. So enough of that. Today's episode <laughs> is should be very interesting. Uh, like Dusta said, Uncharted came out. It reminded me, uh, reminded us of how much video game movies there are and how much they all are, for some reason, generally terrible. Or average or mundane, at least, at best, maybe. Yeah. Uh, And so we're like, let's do an episode about video game movies, video game adaptations. That should be interesting. Yeah. So it won't be a top 10. We're just going to kind of talk about, like, why they generally seem to be failures. Even though there are some that are not necessarily failures. And I'm excited to kind of go over those. Uh, But no, no top 10 because... I don't have top 10 and Jake doesn't you? have top 10. No. Um, I think the most interesting part of this could be our personal perspective because neither of us are <laughs> gamers. Well, you say that and you said that last week and I didn't correct you, but I feel like I'm enough of a gamer to have some say. I had, I played computer games my entire life. I had a Nintendo 64 was my first console. I had an Xbox, original Xbox and an Xbox 360, played the shit out of those. Yeah. And then I had friends, I played I like every console that existed because I had like friends on like NES, Super Nintendo, GameCube, Sega Genesis, Dreamcast. I played a lot of games. So, okay, I'm going to put an asterisk then because I did all the same shit. I've been playing arcade <laughs> games. I, I, I had the 64. I had a PlayStation. Mm. I had the first Xbox. I've played games. I've beat games. When mm. I say we're not gamers, we are casual people who know how to play video games and have played in the past several yeah. times. I wouldn't say it's like... Our lives are not dedicated to gaming, and that's yeah. kind of what I mean by gamers. No offense, gamers out there, but... But it is like guys a thing are that... passionate about this. If you're... If you're a gamer, it like is part of your personality. It kind of defines you in a way. Yeah, um, I would agree with that for sure. So we are casual gaming people. Uh, mm-hmm. You probably frequent gaming more. I do not. Mm-hmm. In fact, I, I've kind of taken 
a semi-firm stance on not gaming at all these days, mm. but that's my own shtick. Yeah, um, I've definitely I've gotten away from it uh, recently, probably in the last year or so, year or two. Um, but I still have the the, the roots, the history yeah. of it in, in my life. It's kind of interesting. Like we've never played a game together, so I it's certainly not like we're gamer friends or whatever. Right, right. So I think I think our perspective not being like diehard gaming people. Uh, mm. I honestly looking at this giant list of like video game based movies. I've only played a tiny, tiny, tiny percentage of them. I've okay. played several other games that have yeah. no movies to them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think it'll be an interesting perspective. Uh, mm. Yeah. I think the adaptation stuff to it really comes into play, but so did you watch any video game movies? This I week? watched several. Okay. I, I, I revisited, revisited several that I remember being disappointed by. Um, Cause it had been a while and I was like, maybe I was just bitter because I was more of a gamer back then. And maybe it's actually decent. Uh, and there was at least one example of that. I also watched one or two new ones that I had like avoided because I had heard they were terrible and why bother? But I was like, this is the time to watch them so we can talk about <laughs> yeah. them. And uh, and uh, yeah, so I, I watched a good handful. I, okay. I, I did that more than I watched Oscar movies for our future episode. Yeah. Uh, I definitely got caught up in, in watching and prepping for an episode that we're not even doing for like two or three more. But I have so many to watch that I was like, this is the perfect time to do get some of these knocked out. And then it was yeah. like Wednesday, I woke up and was like, shit, we're doing video <laughs> games on set. <laughs> like, I need to watch video game movies. And I was like, all right. So I'm looking through the list and I'm like, I guess I'll suffer. I'll rewatch Super Mario Bros. just to confirm <laughs> just how god awful this movie actually is and then i couldn't uh -huh. find it on any streaming service and i was like i think the movie gods are telling me something don't watch <laughs> this one Dustin. don't watch it and i was like you know what mm -hmm. i agree so <laughs> i did not rewatch that one because so that disappointed movie. i'm so disappointed no super mario bros people are disappointed like... in you jake for liking it <laughs> I want to hear if all of you listeners, if, if you like Super Mario Brothers or if you don't like it, I want to hear either way. I think it's actually pretty good. I mean, for one thing, how do you make a movie about the Mario universe in a live action way that's different than what you ended up with, especially in the 90s? It's a very like 90s kind of movie. I think it's fun and campy and weird and kind of gross but also uh, fun and funny but see those I, I are like all it. the i mean minus you thinking it's fun but i would say those are all the reasons why <laughs> it failed so bad because people mm -hmm. it, it's kind of the same way and i was looking up like uh not just articles from like different internet media folk but kind of reading like reddit threads or just comment sections of why like yeah. the video game movies seem to be disappointing, General especially to opinion. the gaming community, which right. is a huge community has been huge. I, I did not quite appreciate or understand uh, 
just how long mm-hmm. the gaming community has actually kind of been around. They've, I mean, it's been a long fucking time. And I guess yeah. I never really considered their fandom to be quite so massive or whatever until mm-hmm. like the last 10 years or so. But prepping for this episode, I was really like kind of served a giant humble pie of, Oh shit, the gaming <laughs> fandom and the, these people like give it to, you know, Pong. So <laughs> they've been around yeah. since video games have been accessible and arcade games. Like it's a real thing. And I won't take anything from them. Uh, I've got close friends that are diehard gamers. So uh, yeah, I but think it was like, that's, that's such a good point to bring up because yeah, you kind of forget how, how dedicated people were to games obsessed with games from the very beginning. Yeah. And whether it was Pong or uh, there's a documentary, the King of Kong, which is like this guy who's like, going for this world record in donkey kong like the old arcade cabinet donkey kong and uh it's yeah they're obsessed with it i I feel like the video game fans are uniquely difficult to please because Mm -hmm. there's there even more so than like comic book fans or or young adult novel fans or whatever any other kind of group because video games are way more engrossing than other media like reading a book or or watching an old movie or a tv show that gets adapted i think that especially um especially because most games view players differently than movies view audiences there's just a different relationship yeah. between those things that people spend hundreds or maybe thousands of hours on a game and when it gets turned into a movie they're like this is not what i was playing this sucks yeah and but it's interesting because even like the more successful video game movies, which mm-hmm. looking at the numbers, looking at general like ratings or just reactions from audiences, yeah. the, there's been a few more recent ones that mm-hmm. have come out that have actually pleased the gaming mass more so. Not, not completely, but they've come yeah. the closest to what video game fans have wanted out of a video game movie. Um, Yeah. But it's very, like, you brought it up. One of the points that I saw on some of the threads was trying to adapt something that goes from you being in the driver's seat, where you Mm -hmm. are making the choices for the character, you are the one driving the story, to take that and have it where now you're just watching this character that you have felt connected to because you have been in control, but now you're no longer Mm -hmm. in control. And the character might be doing things that you wouldn't choose them, choose for them to do in the game, or they just never would be in that situation or whatnot. There was a lot of comments about like they take, because the gaming people really invest not only their time, obviously, but they, they really view themselves in that character. They become kind of that character through, whatever so to take that Mm -hmm. away from them it feels almost personal and i i get it to a point you know we're comic book fans so when i watch a comic book movie i can be pretty forgiving Mm -hmm. up to a point though and as soon as you start making this character do stuff that i'm like that character would never do yeah it 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 crosses that line for me so it's i understand their point of view on that 
for the most part, I would say I, I have more grace and in uh understanding that but yeah it was really interesting kind of reading that because in the more successful ones that have come out recently i'm like but they don't focus so much on what that character would do or like taking that away from the the player mm -hmm. they're just creating this world and making the world more real yeah and that seemed to work the best instead of trying to mm -hmm. do this one-off story and also there's so many like game sequels that are viewed way different <laughs> than like movie sequels. Have you noticed yeah. that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, definitely. <laughs> like, that was really interesting because I realized some movies are based off of like some random part in the whole game franchise. And they chose that one to base the movie on. And yeah. that's one that like the fans were thinking, oh, why would you choose that game? That's not the right one to do. Yeah, uh, there's a better options out there, or yeah, for sure. Or that's the they chose the one in the franchise that the fans don't even like, or <laughs> right. something weird. <laughs> yeah, I think that that those are all true, and those are all good points. Uh, it's also interesting the kinds of games that are chosen so often. I noticed so much of a trend in the list of of video game movies. It's like, why would you choose that game, which has such a low probability or low ability to even have a story around it? There's so many movies mm -hmm. that don't even, that are based on games that don't have a story at all or have such a weird story or, or a weak story compared to other, I think there are other games out there that even video game fans who understand that these movies are not generally not good. They're like, this would be a great movie. Like Halo, especially, I've, I've only played one through four, but the Halo stories are always really, really good. And the world is really, really good. So I think fans have always been like, this would be an awesome movie. Right. Why, why are you not making it? And Halo's gone through where it did almost become a movie. Peter Jackson was behind creating the Halo film. Uh, yeah. But so many things got in the way. It kept getting shut down and then greenlit, shut down, greenlit. Now it's a series coming to Paramount Plus, which I'm actually... Mm -hmm very interested and curious about because i yeah. i didn't play one through four i played one and two yeah but those like halo was unique mm. especially i actually prefer the first halo over the second one i don't ask yeah. me if that's like some gaming secret i don't know i personally thought the, the story in the first the, one was the really second good. one second one was great for like multiplayer but i think story-wise yeah. i agree um so but that's what i loved about the first halo was the story was really cool. You, I mean, it was an intense story to play through. And then mm. the multiplayer option was so badass. It, Halo yeah. did this great thing where it brought, at least for me, it brought me back to those days of like GoldenEye on the 64, yeah. where it was 100%. a blast to play through on the story mode. But that multiplayer was like, it brought friends together. You had, like, it was a whole communal mm. thing. And Halo was that all over again, where everyone was like, no screen peeking. We're going to set up multiple <laughs> TVs in multiple rooms. And we're all going to have a battle yeah. royale. Halo was awesome. So I'm very curious about the show. Um, I've been it, it being, on, being on Paramount Plus because they've been doing a great job and they're using some of that Yellowstone money to get, uh, get <laughs> Halo out there. They are. Yeah. And have you seen the previews for Halo? It looks dope. It looks it legit. And it, yeah. it, it also brought up uh, something that I was thinking of, and then I happened to find it also on some articles and, and some Reddit threads. But 
I started noticing a lot of video game fans. So the gaming community seems to be more supportive of adapting their favorite video games into series and not movies. And I thought, well, that's interesting. And the more I read and started thinking about it, the more I learned it's because video games are huge. They're not short. You have to invest X number of hours just to complete the game, let alone all the like side missions or collect all Mm -hmm. the crap. Uh, find all the Easter eggs or whatnot. Yeah. And so I thought, well, that's interesting. And trying to compile, it's like adapting from a book, right? Books are thick, Mm -hmm. they're full of detail. Mm -hmm. When you adapt that, you want to get the heart of that story, the heart of the characters, or at least you should want that. There are some adaptations (laughs) that are just fucking awful. Right. But then I thought, well, with these games, people are looking for bring this world to life and just Mm -hmm. don't try to compact it. Like, right. just play it out. You don't have to do exactly like the same as the game, but play out this world. Be open to yeah. this world. And you can't you can't guarantee that a video game movie is going to be a franchise, although they keep trying it. Yeah. <laughs> like, they keep yeah. leaving these movies open for sequels that you're like, they're not getting greenlit, guys. You should stop doing this. Yeah. Well, the most massive <laughs> franchise is Resident Evil, which I'm sure we'll get to. But yeah. I want to touch on the serious point, which I think is a great point. I think pacing a game is so different than pacing a movie where it's condensed in a couple of yeah. hours, where a game, you if you have a 40-hour game, that's a short game. Like most games are 80, 100 more hours. And they want generally want more and more want games to be as long as people are willing to play it because yeah. they'll have more uh, opportunity to sell you stuff. But I I think that uh, a great uh, uh, a great example of a series is the Witcher series. Mm-hmm. And the Witcher series with Henry Cavill on Netflix has been great, but I, it's also a little bit cheating because it's not just based on a game. The game is based on a book series, like <laughs> some Polish, uh, Polish fantasy series, which is really good. But I think if you have a really good novels and really good game and really good show there's obviously something in common there it's good source material to choose it seems to be uniquely successful they're doing something correct Uh, Mm -hmm. i haven't i haven't dove into that series yet i have a couple of the books and i started the first season got distracted by other stuff plus i was don't at me (laughs) but being such a big henry cavill fan yeah, I felt at least in the first season, what I saw was it was very limiting for him as an actor because I think he's got way better range and yeah talent than they were when allotting for that. The first could... episode or two is just him grunting; he doesn't really. Yeah, and lines. I I was a little bothered by that, but mm-hmm. one of these days I'll like finally get around to just watching it because I know people go nuts Mm. for it. And it seems to be doing something correct because it's making the book fans for the most part happy. And it's making the game fans for the most part happy. I obviously you're not going to make everyone happy, but that seems to be in a unique spot where it's doing Mm -hmm. the best job of pleasing not only one adaptation or, you know, fandom, but two that's nuts. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And it's, yeah, it does a good job of taking the world 
keeping the world familiar to the people that know yeah. it and also accessible to the people that haven't, that are coming to it for the first time. That's a big problem with these movies as well, is that it's not just for the fans. If you just made a movie for the fans, I think it would be easy, but I think they change things about the video game story or characters or whatever, so that normal people who have no context can enjoy a movie about something interesting. So I'm going to touch on that because it's just a good segue going off of what you just brought up. I think one of the better video game movie that we've gotten recently, and it's mm. because it, it really just brought you into this world instead of focusing on one certain storyline or one specific thing. It was very much like, well, here's a whole world and here's a story that goes in it. But detective yeah. Pikachu yeah. might be one of the best video game based movies we've ever gotten. And I, yeah. when I was rewatching it this week, cause I was like, I know I'm a fan of it and I know it was widely accepted. It's not the mm -hmm. perfect movie, but there there's rarely a perfect film. Yeah. But there's um, very little wrong with it. But it's, I was like, man, I, I saw this with my daughter. She loved it because she's a giant Pokemon fan. I found myself loving seeing these Pokemon brought to the big screen because mm -hmm. I, when I was younger, I loved Pokemon. I was a huge fan of like the show. I played the Game Boy and Nintendo 64 games. I played the card game. I had all the cards. And I realized like they, they did a brilliant thing where they didn't focus on Pokemon battles but they still managed to right. show a couple, but they brought you into this world where just Pokemon were just a part of life. Like it wasn't, yeah. Oh, we discovered these. It was simply like, no Pokemon have been around forever. This is how it is. Mm -hmm. And it was more right. enjoyable to watch this world where these creatures coexist with us than it was to watch people go around trying to catch them and make them fight. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that it's so unique. Cause that all, all the success was, here's a world. And on top of that, we've got Ryan Reynolds voicing Pikachu. Right. Which was the selling point. Let's be honest, folks. Everyone originally <laughs> right. went to see it just because it was like fucking Ryan Reynolds. And then we saw it and everyone was like, Oh my God, that was actually a really good movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As somebody that never watched the show and couldn't care less about the card game battle, whatever thing, <laughs> and barely played any of the video games. I, if you made a movie about Ash and the Team Rocket and the normal Pokemon story, I would not care at all. But when you say, here's a story, that's a detective story with that Pokemon happened to be these creatures in it, and Ryan Reynolds is hilarious, I'm like, yeah, 100% I'm into that. That sounds right. great. And I will note, I actually have played, and you know, I played it all the way through, but the actual Detective Pikachu game that the movie mm. is primarily based on uh, they differ quite a bit, but they share a lot of the similarities, uh, a lot of the same like little principles. But the game was fun because you did have mm -hmm. to solve puzzles and you had to like map out this whole detective story and you happen to do it with Pikachu. And the movie did a really good job of just kind of making you feel like, oh, I, I remember doing this mission because there's a lot of little nods to the game instead of just being like, okay. Uh, oh, now we're at this part of the mission or this part of the investigation. It was very like, oh, wait a minute. I recognize that. Oh, mm -hmm. oh, instead of doing like this whole TV studio part of the game, they're like going to, uh, I just lost it, but they're like, you know, going to this whole science facility. It, it's really cool. Like I, I just rewatching, I was like, this might have the formula 
instead yeah. of trying to base it on one specific. And then it got me also thinking weird combination of movies to watch, but it, it segues. So we'll jump into it. I hope you weren't hoping to save it for later, but <laughs> okay. it made me think of resident evil. Yeah. So I re went, I went back and watched resident evil. The first one right mm-hmm. after detective Pikachu, which there's a 180 for you. Happy family. <laughs> yeah. Like, Soft, cuddly movie, zombies, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and murder, badass, and government conspiracy. Mila Jovovich. Uh, but I watched the first Resident Evil, and I was like, now this movie, I remember being huge when it came out. Yeah. Obviously, it was, so it's one of the biggest franchises we've had. It went on for what, five or six movies? Yeah. Like, and people kept going back to see it. And now we've got a reboot that just came out, and they're also talking about rebooting it again. Okay. I didn't see the reboot that just recently came out, but I know it was like mm. a colossal failure at box office and with fans. That's bizarre to me. Having just seen it, I thought it was cool. I thought it was yeah. really good. Even just as, like, if you don't know anything about the games, which all I really know about the games is some of the main characters and that there are zombie dogs in it. Um, and it's scary. Horror games, I think, are a great thing to adapt because horror games have so much in common with horror movies. Yeah, um, They have a similar premise and a similar goal of scaring you in, 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 in similar ways. So I think that they work well generally. And I think that uh, Escape from Raccoon City or Welcome to Raccoon City, I think that's what it is, uh, the new Resident Evil, does a good job of being a horror movie without okay. depending on any game stuff. Like, there's a lot of game stuff in it that I recognize, but even as a horror fan, I think it's an enjoyable horror movie. There's some cool imagery, visuals. It's, there's some scary parts. I thought it was a good, a good movie. That I would be fine with that being the new trend or the new yeah. uh, franchise. But if they want to reboot it, then that's fine too. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we can't control Hollywood. Now, I have not seen Welcome to Raccoon City. Um, I am curious about it. I'm just kind of mm-hmm. haven't got, I don't know when I'm going to get around to watching it. I've got so many <laughs> movies that I got to watch in the next few weeks, yeah. but <laughs> we both do. <laughs> yeah, we do. Even with next week being another kind of this style episode. But, anyways, um, but it got me thinking and I started looking up because I was like, you know, I remember playing, not like playing through, but playing a few of the Resident Evil games now and again at like friends' houses. Or I actually mm-hmm. had, uh, I want to say it was Resident Evil 4, which was really cool. I really liked that game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Obviously, this, the movie franchise had already been going pretty strong at that point. But anyways, uh, I was like, you know, I don't remember Alice in the games. And so I was looking up like, was she ever a character? And she was like, no, they created this whole story. They created Mm -hmm. this character. And what they did was they just put in elements from that game or from the Mm -hmm. whole game franchise to like appease fans. They hint at stuff to appease the fans. And they give the fan service of like the style of zombies that you see that you have to fight the way you kill them, the way you fight them, Uh, the the corporation, the umbrella corporation. Yeah. And people, accepted it gamers were like yeah this we're good mm. with this close, and there was enough. all new characters and rewatch now is like you know the movie kind of plays out like a video game they yeah. literally have to go to like the next room aka the next level you have to like mm. put two and two together to move on uh people die 
Yeah. <laughs> like your partners are gonna die. Naturally. Um, I kind of want Monica to watch Resident Evil. I think she'd get a kick out of it, but she doesn't do so well with like the blood and gore and horror mm-hmm. genre. But I'm like, there's parts of it I think she'd get a big kick out of. She would like the action, because to me it's more of an action movie than it is a scary movie. Yeah. <laughs> it just happens to be some blood and gore. Yeah. Uh, that first franchise is just a lot of fun action mostly. Yeah. But I thought that was that's a pretty good way to go about it. And it got me thinking of like book adaptations and how when I go to watch a movie that's based on a book that I've read and been a fan of, mm-hmm. I know going into it they're changing a lot. You can typically tell even from a preview that they're going to change so much, but I always maintain, okay, just keep the heart of the characters and keep the heart of that story. Like just maintain this story Mm -hmm. and just show me, put me in this world. Right. And video game movies, I feel get away from that. I think it has something to do with the writers. Uh, I saw some people thinking maybe the people that are being hired to write these movies haven't played the games or they're just cash, you know, cash grabs, which they could be. Everything's a cash grab, folks. I mean, it's a (laughs) sad truth to the Hollywood business. Like, (laughs) yeah, I, I had the exact same thought that I think video games are the best example or the most clear example of studios deciding to make a movie based on the popularity of a property yep. and very little else. And and I think often it is just writers handed this thing and they're like, hey, adapt this movie based on this thing that we know will be massive because they're an established fan base. But they don't know it. They don't love it generally. And so it's not... And we see the same thing, obviously. We talk about comic book movies a lot. We're big comic book guys. If you have a someone who makes a movie and they love the source material that's a very different movie than someone who just makes a movie randomly about this established thing. And I think that is mostly what happens with video game movies is that it seems so simple. It seems like there's an established audience. You can just, there's a bunch of people who are going to see it anyway. And, Mm -hmm. but there's no love put into writing it. And that seems like a big, big problem. And I think that they haven't been taken seriously as the other side Video games have always been kind of like, oh, a fun kid thing that kids do, and it's not really right. serious. But I think video games are being taken more seriously mainstream in the last 10 years or so. And so we're you getting know more serious movies. I think we've all been guilty of that kind of perception when it comes to video games, of being more on the childish side of things maybe it has something to do with we played them as kids more prominently or yeah younger days were filled with video games yeah Uh, but even thinking about some of the video games back then and a lot of the video games the last 10 15 years like Mm -hmm. i feel there have been way more adult themed games yeah that have come out than there have been kid friendly I think Nintendo yeah. might be the only property out there that's still maintaining like the family mm-hmm. element of their video games. But even Nintendo has come out with some doozies that are for mature audiences or the teen rated games are higher end of that age limit, what have yeah. you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was like, you know, some of these video games and even the video game movies, I'm like, mm-hmm. well, that video game is not like child friendly. I mean, the Resident <laughs> Evil series is not young child friendly. Mm-hmm. Some kids might dig it. Good on them. Uh, 
but like Doom, not child friendly. That movie yeah. is wretchedly bad, by the way. I've watched that <laughs> this week. I had never seen it before. I've watched it for the first time this week and was like, yeah. this just gets worse and worse as the movie progresses. Uh, <laughs> I rewatched Doom as well. I remember like thinking it was meh. It was like barely boring. But the one like first person Doom sequence where he's like yeah. slaughtering uh, demons is pretty cool. Like you can watch five minutes of that movie and be like, this is okay. But the rest of it's not that great. The funniest part to me is seeing The Rock at that early stage. And he's so small compared to now. He's, he's tiny compared to what we see him as now. And yeah. I'm like, you can tell he was still, because when Doom came out, he was still using like the wrestling persona and kind of everything was still wrestling driven. I yeah. am not taking anything away from the wrestling world. Jake, the you greatest entertainer of okay. all time. The Rock. I'm just saying, I, I'm a huge Dwayne Johnson fan. Yeah. Like, I think I've become more of a fan of his over time than I ever was originally. Yeah. Uh, even though his movies generally are mediocre, right. they're entertaining as hell. So when yeah. I watched Doom, I was like, regardless, I'm going to be entertained. <laughs> and then I'm watching it and I'm like, oh my God, this feels <laughs> like his direction to play this character mm -hmm. was just, just think of yourself on the in the ring trying to direct mm -hmm. like your crew. Yeah. Wrestling the rock on Mars fighting demons. How's that pretty sound? much. And trying to bark <laughs> orders. And it just at no point in that movie did I feel like he was the intimidating sergeant mm -hmm. that he's supposed to be. Uh, no offense to Dwayne. I think if they made Doom now and he played Sarge now, yeah, with probably a different director, uh, mm -hmm. I think it would be a different opinion. I think the movie would probably still be meh. Let's just be honest. Yeah, uh, but I think at least the acting would be a little better. But I was like, mm -hmm. everyone in that movie, I was like, man, Rosamund Park. Right. What happened to her acting? <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. Carl Urban, we know you're better than this. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Had a good, good <laughs> recipe. It was just executed so poorly. And I remember the reception of that movie was like, mm -hmm. oh no, what did they do? Yeah. And it got me thinking of other properties that I always thought would be cool. Like I always thought a Duke Nukem movie would be awesome because I played that mm -hmm. as a kid. Yeah. Um, Which is a very like, cheesy campy series but it's 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 such a fun series but it's it would so be much really fun. fun it would yeah. i think it would be awesome i remember always wishing that they'd make like a turok video or a movie oh yeah based on the game because turok was badass but the older i get the more i'm like yeah it'd be cool but i think it would suck and that'd make me sad <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's also kind of a I mean, that, that franchise's time has passed. I don't know that anybody knows what Turok True. is anymore. Oh, yeah. If you don't know Turok, it, it was just, it was a cool game. You were a guy who was like implanted in this world with dinosaurs and you had to survive. Yeah. And there were other like creatures coming after you. It was a survival game. You had to fight other people and stuff. Turok yeah. was cool. You were a Native um, American with a machine guns fighting dinosaurs. It was awesome. It, it was um, pretty sweet. It was pretty but sweet. But you, you mentioned something about, um, uh, just right at the beginning before we got into Dune, you were talking about a series that were more mature, video games that were more yeah. mature, and then movies that didn't seem to fit or backed off of that. And I thought you were going to jump to Max Payne because okay. Max Payne is the same yes. thing for me. Max okay, Payne... no, I, 
I have a whole thing. I was just okay. telling my daughter about Max Payne. Yeah. To this day, mm -hmm. Max Payne is my favorite game. It's mm -hmm. the it was the first like super mature game I played from start to finish. I actually mm -hmm. beat the game. It was hard as fuck mm -hmm. to beat when it came out. I was like, I was struggling. I was in I have never been so invested in a video game storyline though. Max yeah. Payne's story was nuts. It was yeah. full of just some of the most intense scenery, imagery, like mm -hmm. missions, the the stories. Like all the little uh, video cuts that were in it made the story even more intense. Your situations yeah. were dire. I was telling my daughter, like, you didn't survive getting shot nearly as much as you do in most video games. Like, you got shot mm -hmm. a couple times and that was it for you. Unless yeah. you got your little med kit. Yeah. Because you have to have that. Yeah. But I remember that video game, that first one especially, played out like a motion, like, comic it played out like a movie essentially where this is the perfect mm -hmm. story yeah mm -hmm. it's long as hell but this is the perfect story if you were ever to adapt a video game into a movie max Payne would be the one yeah and then they were like hey we're making the max Payne movie and i was like <laughs> fuck yes this movie's gonna be nuts it's gotta be hard r because some of the shit that max goes through is yeah just he has a whole nightmare hallucination of seeing his dead baby shot in the crib. Like, holy fuck. Yeah. I remember telling friends about it, about Valkyrie the drug and how it like mm -hmm. creates these hallucinations and all this crazy stuff and the big fight shootout in the skyscraper at the end. Like, yeah, the game is insane. And then they were like, Mark Wahlberg is playing Max Payne. I was like, even better. This is going to be great. <laughs> He's a perfect fit for Max Payne. Yeah. And then I saw the trailer and they showed like an actual flying Valkyrie in the window. And mm -hmm. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. That's that doesn't thing. track. And I was like, whatever. Maybe it's like, maybe that's the hallucination. I'm going with that's the hallucination. It's going to be nuts. Mm -hmm. It's going to be great. So, and then I saw the movie. <laughs> and to this day, I don't know if I've had a more disappointing adaptation yeah. from any medium uh, other than the Max Payne. I yeah. like to the point where I debated rewatching the unrated version because uh, yeah. the unrated was supposed to be darker and grittier. And mm. It's not. Um, yeah. And I just couldn't bring myself to do it because even seeing the cover of Mark Wahlberg's <laughs> Max Payne was like, it's infuriating. Like I'm yeah. angry looking at this cover. It made me even rethink like, should Max Payne be in my top 10 most hated movies? I wonder if it should be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I absolutely agree with you. It is one of just a handful of movies in the entire history of cinema that I saw and got viciously upset about how mishandled it was you're yeah. right it should have been easily amazing because the recipe was there it's one of the most visually aesthetically just find movies and yeah. genres ever. like the story was given to you the script yeah. was written for you you literally yeah. don't have to do anything yeah, and the, the style was so perfect. It was one of those movies that had the most perfect atmosphere, and I fell in love so hard with the aesthetic of this game. And it, you're right, absolutely, it was one of the movies that I think, or games that I think I played 
a little early. It was way more mature than I was. I feel like it it pushed me. It helped me grow up a little bit faster because I was uncomfortable with like Dude. some of the stuff, but I loved <laughs> feeling that. I loved feeling uncomfortable. I loved how scary like the hallucination sequence of him going into the, like the dream and seeing his murdered wife and child. Yeah. Like I was like, this is so dark and scary. And you got to follow like the it. blood trail on the beam that you have to balance on. I remember just being like, Oh my God, yeah. what's going I was like, on? This is so scary and so dark, but I love everything <laughs> about this. And, and the like, it's just such a the voiceover of the, like the grizzled detective in hell's kitchen. It's just a cool thing. <laughs> and then the movie was not that the movie was At not even all. close to that. It like barely starts being that because the beginning has a narration, but the rest of the movie is like abandons it immediately. It's it so disappointing. Just, like and disappointing like, is almost given it too much credit. Yeah. It's so bad. And I'm angry just talking about it for the second time <laughs> today, but <laughs> yeah, I still maintain though, they should revisit Max Payne and they should yeah. do it yeah. and hire writers that actually give a shit. Like, go yeah. find the writers of the game and mm -hmm. maybe have them actually help rewrite, you know, or write the film version of this. Because Max Payne, that character, yeah, oh my god, he could be one of the greatest cinematic characters ever. Because you're mm -hmm. rooting for him as an officer, but he's kind of an asshole. Like he rides yeah. that line perfect. He's been through the worst tragedy ever. Yeah. The rabbit hole he ends up down, as insane as it is, is very coherent. It makes yeah. sense. You get introduced to some of the craziest villains, like scary villains, because they're just yeah. so violent and uncaring and Mm -hmm. Oh my god, I'm so mad at that movie right now. I am so <laughs> always mad at that movie. I just Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. And it, it's one of those movies that feels very pared down for PG 13. Yeah. They used a lot of their rating grace for showing a woman like her naked back and slightly sexy attire, but it's not actually it's not you could have gone further if you had focused on more of the story and it's it's so disappointing that it was it was changed for what they think would be a general audience but then nobody cared about it so why would but you everyone care? hated it everyone yeah. hated max paint well yeah. i shouldn't generalize the majority of people it just did not click with but then the fans of the game yeah man unanimously across the board were like we're we're not even mad the movie got made. We're solely mm. rejecting this film. Like just, yeah. <laughs> I just oh my god to this day I'm so mad. And yet at the same time I'm like, if there was ever a video game to adapt, I feel like this would be such a great one because it would bring you have the chance to bring in people unfamiliar with the game who don't care about gaming. You could bring them in and make them fans of just the story, this world. Yeah. maybe pique their curiosity, maybe visit the game for the first time. Mm -hmm. And then you have the gamer fans who would be like, we remember this. Thank mm -hmm. you for bringing, I mean, there's so much and the formula is already there. Like you said, right. it's, it's there. Right. You just got to figure out how to like either condense it down or 
turn it into a series. That game would work for like an HBO or Netflix, whatever stream site, because yeah. you it would not be a family friendly show. So you'd have to put it on a network <laughs> or a, a service that doesn't have to worry about yeah family friendly or following certain guides. You know, is yeah, it would be an HBO family. or Netflix or something. But uh, like you, I remember there were so many parts during that game, whether it was the extreme violence of like watching a guy get beat to death with a baseball bat or, you know, finding mm. yourself in like some perverts scurvy den or whatever, where you find some not family friendly material there. Yeah. Uh, I remember playing the game and having to look over my shoulder and being like, oh, man, if my mom sees this, she <laughs> yeah. is going to freak. Where is she? Yeah, <laughs> like is which this may be almost done. That may be some of like the <laughs> excitement of it too, though. Where it's like this is this is exciting. It's it's taboo, or I don't know what it is, <laughs> it's but it's so mature. <laughs> Playing it when you were young, you were like, I am not supposed to be seeing this happen right now. Yeah, <laughs> but it felt so adult, and it felt so cool, and it was packaged in such a good way that yeah, I loved all was, of it. Oh man, see. I knew I was going to go on a rant. I was like, Jake's going to trigger it or I'm going to trigger it. Right? <laughs> oh, yeah. So yeah. Fucking Max Payne. <laughs> uh, so one of the things that I've been trying to figure out this week is I've watched a bunch of game movies, video game movies, is why, why are they so bad? That seems to be mm -hmm. the general consensus of the world. It's kind of a joke in reality that, oh, it's a video game movie. Video games movies have always been bad. But why is that? And so I've been trying to dig down into it. One of the things that's so weird to me is the things that they choose to make video game movies out of. Like, obviously, Max Payne, great thing that should have a good amount of material to choose from. Same with uh, those series, Witcher or Halo, all that stuff. Those are, good, those are good choices. You have a world that's established, that's interesting, that will translate well, should translate well if you do it right. Yeah. But there are so many movies that don't, that have no story. Um, <laughs> Need for Speed is probably the biggest one. That it's Need for Speed is a game where you choose a car, an exotic car, and then drive around a track. There's not even characters, let alone a story. Yeah, you just drive your car around and you like complete certain missions. It's a lot like, uh, do you remember the game Driver? Yeah. It, it, Need yeah, for Speed like and Driver kind of remind me of certain, like, same elements you're, you do certain street racing missions yeah. or whatnot driver was like the the toned down uh more widely accepted grand theft auto because you're yeah. still doing like devious missions but <laughs> it's okay because you're not watching prostitutes get shot in a car and dragged out uh yeah. <laughs> like straight up murdering people on the street yeah um, but yeah, yeah i never just, saw it, need for speed okay it's, it's one of those movies that's so... I don't know if it should be easier to make a movie because there's no attached... Like, there's no attached fandom to, like, yeah. these characters or this world. There, There is no world. There are no characters. So you could just take a property, make a cool car movie, and win, you think. I, that <laughs> should be easier. It. But it's, it's generally considered terrible. Like, it's not a good movie. I don't know why it was made i don't know who made it i don't know what the deal is but it it is one of those movies that there's no reason that you should make that movie you know it's it's got a pretty above average rating though on imdb it's at a 6.4 okay i mean that's so i i know it's a 
it's on the higher end of rate. I was noticing something when I was scrolling through all of IMDb's video game based movies. Mm -hmm. Uh, None of them top 7.0. Okay. The average, I think the highest one I saw was like a 6.7, which is pretty good. Mm. Uh, yeah. But they all averaged though were like 4.1, 5.2. Like they're all pretty low. You get to movies yeah. like Alone in the Dark, which is a horror based. I never played the game. I never even realized it was based on a game, but I did see the movie. Yeah. And that movie is one of the worst <laughs> pieces of film i've ever seen in my life i remember just being so like what am i watching and why am i still <laughs> watching it and then right when you yeah. have that thought you're like oh the credits are rolling what the hell happened like what was the point um, but yeah there were several because we didn't have to make our own list i did look at some top or bottom movie uh, lists and Alone in the Dark seemed to be very commonly in the bottom one or two of worst <laughs> video just, game movies ever. It's so bad. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, I didn't even... Part of the Go problem ahead, is... Part of the problem is uh, Uwe Boll, who I joked about last week, uh, he made about like eight different uh, video game movies. And I don't know why. I don't know why that's his thing, but he's awful at it. <laughs> he and, should stop uh, it. <laughs> Yeah, and that Alone in the Dark is one of his, where he's just made terrible, terrible video game adaptations <laughs> and chooses the weirdest things. Blood Rain, he's made three of those, which is which... understandable because it's really just a series about a, a hot chick fighting Nazis, and that is what the movie is. Well, I saw the first one, and I remember thinking the first one, again, I didn't know it was a video game first, but when I was watching it, I was like, but why this movie yeah. is so bad and you're like <laughs> but malcolm mcdonald's in it right he was in that first one uh and you're like not that his one <laughs> role should save a whole film but yeah yeah i remember blood rain just being so bad and then you were like i was working at hollywood video when that movie came out and <laughs> i watched it because it's like vampires and underworld was huge and right. I was like, well, I loved Underworld, so I'm just going to watch action vampire movies. And I remember watching Blood Rain and being like, so the whole point of this movie was to get her naked. Yeah. And that's really the focal point of the whole film. It's like <laughs> yeah. the one or two scenes that she's nude. And you're like, could have just watched the beginning of Terminator 3 if I wanted to see her naked. <laughs> like, <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah, that does seem to be the point of those movies for sure. Um, the I watched the main Uwebol movie that I had to watch because I hadn't seen it before, um, and I don't know why I bothered because oh. it's based it's based on one of the worst video games ever. So I don't know what you expect when you adapt it into a movie. Uh, he also made a movie uh, called Postal based on the video game Postal. And Again, it, never the, saw. The whole point of the video game Postal was like to make a game that's as offensive as possible. And okay. the movie is kind of that, but in a, in a, I don't know, a more mainstream way. It has J.K. Simmons in it. It has Dave Foley in it. And uh, it's, it's bad. It's terrible. <laughs> it's so terrible. <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm going to correct myself. Not that it matters. It, it wasn't Malcolm McDonald that's in Blood Rain. It's Ben Kingsley. Oh, even better. Even better. So I, I retract my... I Or not retract. I correct my own... I fact-checked myself. All right. Good, good catch. 
the other genre that I that I think is worth talking about on the topic of movies that have no real story, why why even make them a movie? And some of them work and some of them don't are all of the fighting game movies. So you have Street Fighter, <laughs> Mortal Kombat, Tekken, Dead or Alive, Double Dragon is a beat em up, but basically the same thing. Yeah. Um, so I, th I think that's all. I never, I loved playing Tekken. I actually was always a bigger fan of Tekken over same Mortal here. Kombat, although Tekken I loved Mortal so Kombat. Cool. But Tekken, there was just something really cool about all the fighters. It yeah. wasn't... It felt more immersive in the fighting than Mortal Kombat was. Mortal Kombat was all about the fatality move. That's yeah. all anyone ever wanted to see. The gore was the gimmick. Yeah, whereas Tekken was, man, you had to fight. And I loved Tekken when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't even know they made a movie until I was looking through the <laughs> list and was like, there's a Tekken film? And I was like, yeah. I should watch that. And then in the same thought, I went, you're not watching that. Like, no, you're not watching that. Don't make yourself mad. You weren't don't a diehard fan, it. but I feel like I was a fan enough that if I watched the movie, I would just be so upset by it. That yeah. I would... And I just didn't want to do that. Because I've yeah. been like, I'm still just mad about Max Payne, so I'm just not going to go down that road. Um, yeah. Tekken is a very Tekken's a very boring movie for like a normal person that has no context. <laughs> if you're an actual fan, then you'll hate it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Mortal Kombat is a weird one for me. Mm -hmm. uh, that original movie that came out in like '95, '93, '93, and then the second one was '95, right? Uh, uh, it was 90. Oh, wait, I'm looking at Street Fighter. You're right, 95, and then the second one was 97. Okay, okay. I was thinking um, of, uh, I was thinking of, uh, I guess I wasn't thinking of Street Fighter. Street Fighter was earlier, but it was only 94, so never oh. mind. Well, we'll get to the cocaine infused movie here in a second. <laughs> um, that's not a joke, folks. <laughs> no, no, no. Not at all. Uh, Mortal Kombat is a weird one for me, both the original and the new one. Mm -hmm. Um, I was a big fan of the games. I remember sneaking over to friend's house to play it because it wasn't allowed in my home because of the gore, the blood. Yeah. Um, and I remember playing it, loving it. Scorpion has always been my favorite. Him and Reptile have always been my favorite characters of the game because mm -hmm. Scorpion was so badass and he represented so much. Like he looks hellish. He's from hell. He was like, yeah. I get to just fucking annihilate people with this crazy scorpion tail thing chain mm -hmm. hook uh it was fun <laughs> and reptile was just neat because it's reptile yeah but that first movie comes out and i remember watching it and at the time as a kid you watch mortal kombat you're like this is the coolest thing i've watched you watch mm -hmm. mortal kombat when you're like 10 and you're like this is what <laughs> you know, yeah. watch it as an adult and you're like oh my god how did this get greenlit and then you watch Annihilation and you're like scratch that how did this get greenlit yeah. this is so much worse the first one's a masterpiece in comparison <laughs> it, it is um, but it was like I thought the same thing where I was like but Mortal Kombat isn't really story driven it's a right. fighting game and yeah. the story the, the even for the the stories are always the weakest part of those yeah. fighting games. Where it's and like, the story cares. for that original Mortal Kombat, and even the story for the new one, where they tried to beef it up a little bit, you know? Mm -hmm. They're both really weak. 
And although I like both, I like the original and I like the newer one. But I would not say that either one are like awesome. I know right. I brought up both of them in our uh, Kung Fu episode, more so for the original one, just being nostalgic and fun for as yeah. bad as it is. Yeah. Uh, the new one, because I'm a fan of a few of the actors that are in it and they do some pretty cool fight scenes. Yeah. Uh, but the story wise is like, this is, <laughs> this is so weak. And you wonder, yeah. like, I get that. They're great examples of the cash grab. Right. Of the pro or the studios being like, there's a lot, there's money to be made here because there's so many people widely love these games. Mm -hmm. Let's just show the characters. And as a scorpion and reptile fan, yeah. Uh, I, as much as I give grace to those movies because they're, they're just dumb and visually entertaining, mm -hmm. uh, I'm always disappointed with how they handle scorpion. And reptile. I'm always yeah. like, you don't give them the light of day they deserve, and you kind of cheapen like they're fighting compared right. to what I remember from the games, and that kind of bums me out. So, yeah, I'm the, the torn story, on Mortal Kombat. The story is definitely like weak because you feel like it's it's forced. It takes a back seat where we just need to have these characters have some sort of interaction where they end up fighting. Let's well, they're trying to give them all purpose a, to the fight. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just throw them all in a tournament and then we can have them fight. And, and the path to get to the tournament is so obvious. And it's just, <laughs> there's no real, there's no real story. Honestly, it's just like here is, it's kind of an early example of the member berries thing. It's like, Oh, look, Scorpion and Sub-Zero just showed up. Uh, okay, there they go. <laughs> like, yeah, they, just, right. <laughs> they showed up briefly. And, and I'm I'm embarrassingly a big fan of Christopher Lambert and Highlander, and seeing him as Raiden is so funny to me because he's not who you would expect Raiden to be. Uh, <laughs> but even then, yes, even then, it's like, okay, it's Raiden, it's all of these characters, and it's it doesn't matter. Like, the story doesn't matter. It's just like a fun, cheesy thing that happens. Yeah. Um, I saw a thing. I, even when I was younger, um, like high school age, that was the real big age for us for like Grand Theft Auto fandom. Yeah. Those have pretty intricate stories. I, I like the stories got bigger and wilder and yeah, more mature because they got mm -hmm. like, oh, I'm the bad guy. I'm always the bad guy. Right. Doing bad things throughout the city. Okay. And I'm getting paid right. for it. I remember in high school, though, thinking like, man, how great would it be that if they made a Grand Theft Auto film? And there was a time where that was on the table. I remember seeing stories mm -hmm. about where we want to make the Grand Theft Auto film. And as mm -hmm. a high school boy, you're like, fuck, yeah, like, I'm going to see <laughs> boobs. There's going to be violence. This is going to be great. Yeah. As an adult, I'm like, I'm so glad. They never yeah. made the Grand Theft Auto film. <laughs> I feel like that would just be one of the worst, dumbest things they would ever put out. Yeah, all of the <laughs> things you'd have to like put in it as as quote unquote references to the game would not make any sense, and it would just it, make it a would terrible just be movie. So bad, it would be so bad. And yeah. I think the biggest uh, critique would end up being like you're supposed to root for the bad guy, but you don't want to root for this guy. And who would you mm -hmm. pick? And what story would you pick? And 
I just I remember being excited about that. I, I know there's always been so many potentials. At one point, they wanted to make the Diablo movie, which mm. I would still be okay with. They would have to yeah. do it in the style of like almost Lord of the Rings style, but obviously without yeah. the inspiring moments. Um, it would right. just be more focal point on like old timely folklore and all this or the journey mm. into hell kind of really referenced Dante's Inferno. Um, I still yeah, think, I think that would be cool. I think visually it could be incredible. It could be for sure. I think that those are role-playing games would make better adaptations. I think the Witcher is kind of shown that at least in a serious way. I think a movie would still be fine. Um, Diablo is a good example. I think that all of those world, all those games have deep worlds and lore and yeah. world building and all that stuff. Um, the Elder Scrolls and Skyrim and things like that, though, that's kind of another one that they put a lot of time into those stories and the world. And it's very interesting and the history of all of those things that it is like the Lord of the Rings. You could totally put something together um, pretty easily, pretty interestingly. I think I'm surprised we have, I guess. Yeah. And, and I, I am kind of finding myself citing more on instead of adapting video games into films, because clearly only having actual success, both yeah. at the box office, uh, longevity of the fandom, critical success, audience reactions, you know, all that. There's mm -hmm. only been a few of these movies to come out that have managed to hold on to that stuff, even if they yeah. end up with like slightly above average ratings. Um, so it, to me, it's almost like the studio should should stop doing the same thing because they mm -hmm. keep failing at this only having success every now and again to me right. is not enough evidence to continue this trend right um, it's so a I big went gamble saw... to make make movies with millions and millions hundreds tens of millions of right. dollars so and so chances are you're not a... gonna make half of that back so that was one of the questions i like wrote down i was like do you do you think that it's worth it to make a video game movie or should we just stop? We've had 30 years of not basically no success. Uh, there's a couple yeah. of pretty good ones, but generally it's a bad idea. I think. Generally, I think it's kind of a bad idea. And I know they're using the, they're holding on to the hope of like, well, it worked when we did this one. So yeah. let's try that. Clearly that's not working though. And yeah. let's face it. If you released Resident Evil now, like the Mila Jovovich one, yeah, I think people would be less forgiving of it if it got released now than it right. did back in 2001, 2002. Yeah. Um, just because Resident Evil franchise video games are like, man, you talk to fans of those games and they are, mm -hmm. they're pretty invested. And they get pretty critical of even the sequels of the games. I've talked to, I've worked with some, and they're like, the newest one only focused on like the action aspect. They totally forgot about the whole horror aspect mm -hmm. of these games. It, the challenge, the missions weren't challenging. This level, I breezed right through. I was able to find all these little things way yeah. too easy. So I'm like, I, I almost feel as, as strong as Resident Evil is or was, I don't think it would have the same success now. Yeah. I am surprised. 
And, and actually, before I get on this, uh, I agree with you. I think Hollywood should probably stop trying to make the movies out of them. I think they need to find a different avenue to go down mm -hmm. or let the video game just be the video game. Right. Maybe we don't worry about adapting. I say we. <laughs> Maybe Hollywood should stop worrying about adapting these these games yeah. and just let them be the medium that they're in. Because even the gaming community, mm -hmm. to me, rarely is even excited when the movie is coming out. Right. I'm going to bring up Uncharted. I just went and saw it. Yeah. And my primary thought throughout the entire movie. Now, I've never played the Uncharted games. Me Not neither. once. I have no connection to any of these characters. I have no clue what I was watching. Yeah. It was very obvious a few of the scenes where I was like, oh, nod to the game. Nod to mm -hmm. the game. Oh, I, I won't spoil it. But there was an obvious, as someone who's never played, where I was like, oh, okay. I know what that is. That's so mm -hmm. blatantly obvious. It wasn't even clever. That was okay. just dumb. Um, but the whole time I was watching it, all I kept thinking was like, I think, who did it? Uh, it wasn't Tristar that did this one. Um, I forget who did it. Sony? Anyways, Sony and someone else. Uh, okay. I don't think it was Paramount. Someone else. It was so obvious that they were like writing on Tom Holland's very fresh, huge fame. Yeah, right. That's how it felt. It felt the whole time where I was like, oh, you only made this movie because you got Tom Holland and you were like, the world loves this kid. He's super mm -hmm. talented, but we're going to, again, they cut him short personally on his acting abilities. The dude's got range. He's got some chops. And there's a couple scenes in Uncharted where you're like, man, you could let him go. Yeah. And instead, yeah, cut him short. And it just mm -hmm. feels like you're robbing him of showing of just continuing to show off his skills. And then at, I felt the same for Mark Wahlberg in this movie. I was like, Mark Wahlberg is funnier. He's more clever. He's a better actor than what they're letting him be yeah. in this movie. And I'm like, all this is, is just like a quick buck for the studios writing Oof. on Tom Holland's fame. And then the cherry on top is veteran success of Mark Wahlberg. Mm -hmm. Their chemistry is, and I don't think it's the actor's fault, but their chemistry is not all that great in the movie. Okay. And there's too many times where they're trying to be like funny and it just comes off where you're like, oh my God, you can tell every forced joke to the point yeah. where you're like, I don't think they were allowed to improv any of their dialogue. It almost mm -hmm. felt like they were told you say this line because it's from the game. Don't change <laughs> it. Now, I don't yeah. know that for sure, but that's how it felt. Yeah. I thought Uncharted was just like, this is the worst cash grab I've seen in a while. I didn't hate the movie, but I was like, Indiana Jones fans, you're going to hate this movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're going to have a lot of problems with this movie because it pretty much tries to blatantly rip off of Indy a lot of times. Yeah. Fans of I, heist yeah. movies. I felt that a lot that there's a lot of the adventure-ness of it is yeah. Indiana Jones-like. Also Tomb Raider, which I think we'll get to in a second. Yep. But I, I, I know they've been talking about 
an Uncharted movie for a long time, and fans have like the fan casting of that character, Nathan Drake. They were like, Nathan Fillion should be that guy, and yeah. I, they, I don't know why they didn't. Maybe they wanted a younger actor so that they could make it into a multi-year franchise or yeah. something. They, you can tell they want to turn it into a full franchise. Uh, but they made a, a weird decision that I saw after I watched the movie because I went on to like read about it. Yeah. Apparently, they made this movie as a prequel to the games, mm. which to me kind of sets you up for failure if you're hoping to turn it into a film franchise. Yeah. Is your next because if it's a prequel be to the, the games, game? yeah, then that means that if you make more, then every movie come after has to be the games right it can't be your own thing it's got to be the first game the second game however long your franchise you think you want it to go for or if you can do a thing where they're like between the games or something i don't know between the games either way though yeah you're setting yourself up for immense failure right if you do it between the games you're robbing the fans that want to see that first game Mm -hmm. put to screen uh, and if you make it the game, you're going to rob the fans because you're going to change it too much. And they're going to be like, yeah. this was not the game. Yeah. Case in point, you and I with Max Payne. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> I right. think they really set themselves up for failure. I did have to laugh because it does what you and I just talked about a couple weeks ago, <laughs> where it's like 15 years earlier. And then it brings up present day. And nice. immediately I chuckled to myself. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> like... In 10 years, that's going to look terrible. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's funny. Um, so I, I also find myself totally accepting that the movies just aren't that great. They're, they're for the most part, mediocre. Yeah. But there have been a couple gems. You just brought it up. Tomb Raider. Yeah. And Tomb Raider... I... Tomb... Tomb Raider is such an interesting one because the first Tomb Raider, the first Tomb Raider with uh, Angelina Jolie, 2001, I feel like is with the first, going through the list of like the timeline of his video game movies, I was like, not good, not good, can't be, okay, not bad, Mario Brothers is cool, Um, and then we get down the list, (laughs) I'm just fucking with you, but we get down the list to... Lara Croft Tomb Raider, the first one, I'm like, this was the first one that I think was generally accepted as a pretty good video game movie. And yeah, there's enough of the game in it where she's like flipping around. She's an archaeologist. She's solving mysteries. Um, she's like using her gun. She's pretty cool. I don't know that it holds up to other, like to later generations that don't know the original Tomb Raider games because they <laughs> rebooted the series and it's nothing like that. But the first one, I, I feel like it does a pretty good job. And I think it was also pretty well accepted. It's even, I accept it these days. It's not a good movie, but I remember watching it in the theater. Um, yeah. It came out what? 2001. Yeah. You said, so we were 13, 14 years old, right? Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember watching this with my mom and dad in the theater mm-hmm. and being like, well, this movie's pretty cool. Oh, she's in the shower. She's freaking hot. 
Like, as an adolescent <laughs> boy, you're like, naked. yep, this is Laura <laughs> Croft. This is why yeah. every boy played the game was right there. There's a couple of them. Yeah. Uh, sorry, There's guys. It's, man. <laughs> it's true. We, I mean, that was the adventuring was awesome. The missions mm-hmm. were fun. But every adolescent boy that played this game played these games for two very specific reasons. And they <laughs> gave us an actress who happened to fit the bill really sell those couple things. And <laughs> I remember being like, this is awkward watching this with my mom because she's mm-hmm. hot. Um, and then I found out that my mom actually thought the movie was pretty cool. And I'm like, yeah, what? <laughs> my mom thought it was cool too, but my mom actually played the games. Like I would, Oh, okay. My mom would like play Tomb Raider, at, like at least the first two or three of them. And I would watch because I was like, help her solve the puzzles and stuff. It was pretty fun. But even now, I mean, it doesn't hold up all that great. It really doesn't. But yeah, when I watch it, it brings me back to some nostalgia. It brings me back to a lot of that stuff. But it is a fun adventure film. And I think it does work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. on being an adventure film mm-hmm. um again that was pretty that well not pretty early even in her career but she had i if i remember right she had just come off of like oscar nominations huge dramatic roles and so tomb yeah. raider was more of her perform her first like step into mainstream like wide audience uh franchise kind of territory yeah um, it's fun seeing and, uh, Daniel Craig in it, though. Who's yeah. Like He's a, a another ar- a competing archaeologist. And you're like, yeah, this is like a adventure movie pre-James Bond. It's Yeah, like before anyone path. knew who Daniel Craig was. Like, I don't mind that original Tomb Raider. I really don't. The yeah. second one, on the other hand, is so horrendously terrible. Yeah, Cradle of Life is absolutely terrible. It, like it is difficult to make it through that movie and I can't believe it's that difficult to make, but yeah, that movie's so bad. Yeah. But I'm also, I'm a bigger fan of the, the reboot one, mm-hmm. which I absolutely, I love that. I genuinely love that movie. I really do not cause I'm, or not just cause I'm a fan of the lead actress, but should have candor. Yeah. I felt like, the adventure side of the story, her hunting down to try and find her dad. It mm-hmm. had all the Tomb Raider elements that I wanted. And then it added on top with that with some pretty cool stunt work. And I'm, I'm a sucker for really cool stunt work. Yeah. And it's got it. But she yeah. felt badass. It felt like they really grounded it. They really focused on, let's just make a cool adventure story with a badass chick. Mm-hmm. And not focus on the, the hypersexualized version of her. Right. Like they did with... Uh, Angelina Jolie's take, um, right? Yeah, she's she's very much less, she's less sexualized. She's more normal. She's a successful archaeologist who's a gets kind of thrown into an adventure role. The yeah. movie is so interesting because it is a reboot of the film franchise, while also just being based on the video game. That's a reboot of the game franchise. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and the 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 video game reboot Tomb Raider is is more cinematic i think in in its presentation and so it is adapted very well to the film version i think that is it is maybe the most one-to-one relationship between game and movie that we've ever gotten and it works i think well because they're they're 
it is cinematic in a way and presented in a good way. They both they, they work well, and they're one of the best ones, I think. Yeah, very entertaining, very cool. I I wish it would have gotten the uh, audiences that I feel it it deserves because it, it didn't. I mean, it did pretty well at the at the box office, but yeah, it didn't do as well as I think they had hoped. Um, and honestly, that one. could have more to do with not necessarily oh they're rebooting Tomb Raider from the game, but I think people took it more as, oh, they're rebooting Angelina Jolie's Tomb Raider. And I think that messed with a lot of the nostalgia that comes with our generation, who that was our, our, uh, Lara Croft. Yeah. But man, I'm telling you that newer Tomb Raider is pretty cool. And by the way, when I was on IMDb's list of video game movies, yeah, Tomb Raider 2 is listed. The re- the sequel to the reboot? Yes. Yeah, I was about to say, I feel like I heard that that was coming out. I'm trying to do some Googling, and I don't think they have a date, because it was supposed to be planned for 2001, and that obviously didn't happen. Um, well, I would hope not 2001. 2021 is what I <laughs> You know, yeah, as far as I know, there's still like it's still in development and all this uh, before yeah. it goes into pre production. But I was like, hey, they're actually like, is this going to be a thing? Because I would totally go see it because I, I yeah. really like that newer one. Yeah. Um, and it looks like keeping Alicia Vikander as Lara Croft in it. It should, yeah. it should Which be. Which I think they should do because she, I thought she did a great job. Definitely. Um, you know what? One still just baffles me. And you know, and people who have mm-hmm. been listening to us long enough know I'm a big fan of this movie for a okay. lot of reasons. Um, but it's a surprise hit. Yeah. And it's probably the most well-received video game movie we've possibly ever had. Mm-hmm. Um, to the point where, like, the sequel got greenlit opening weekend of the first one because it was doing so well. Not yeah. just because it was raking in the dough, but people were walking away from the theater like that was fun. Like that's that what I wanted. Yeah. Um, it's surprising because of the boycotting and the fan <laughs> backlash that this film received just months before the release date. As soon as uh, the trailer so, was released, yeah, yeah. So Sonic the Hedgehog, like that first trailer they released with Sonic's design, yeah. Caused such a backlash from the gaming community and just Sonic fan community uh, that the studio redid his entire design. Now, they didn't reshoot any of the movie. They just redid his design. Yeah. And then the movie released with his updated design, which was funny that it's the updated one. Yeah. Because they just put the video game version in. They were like, all right. Let's literally just put the yeah. video game design in the movie. And guess Sorry, what? we tried to change it and make it more realistic. You obviously didn't it, want that. Right. But look at the success. This is such a... I think Sonic could be used as such a great example to every studio out there. Yeah. If by some small chance a studio exec is listening to our show, uh, <laughs> take note. Yeah. You give the fans what they want. Yeah. I think that that was a hundred percent what turned it around is because there was such a strong aversion to that first oh, man. design, but the studio's willingness to listen, 
spend the money, re-render that CGI character. It's not, it wasn't a lot of work, but I'm sure it will cost money. Um, but it had to have cost money. Yeah, they took the time and said, okay, we'll delay it. We will fix it. We will give you what you want. And people are like, thank you. I will now go see your movie and like it. And they did. And yeah. the movie's like, I think it has the highest rating of video game adapted movies, or at least one of the highest yeah. uh, audiences. Whether you're fans of the video game, really any kind of movie fan or story fan seem to accept Sonic the Hedgehog. Looking back on it, like I'm Googling, I forget what the original design looked like. It's honestly not that different. Like his eye, they made his eyes a little bigger, more cartoony. Well, but he had like, they it's, made him taller. They made him like scrawny and yeah. they gave him weird mouth and teeth and a weird yeah. face kind of. So they're like, but they, when they, I updated mean, they made him it, look like, they made him look like a hedgehog, but they like fixed his face by smoothing out his fur and giving him bigger cartoony eyes and. Yeah. That was all it took to make people be like, oh, <laughs> but the, okay, that's fine. But now he resembles the image of Sonic the Hedgehog that people grew up with, that we yeah. grew up with. Yeah. And guess what? It worked. That's all it took. <laughs> not, not only did it rake in the dough, but you officially get a franchise. They're already going into production for the third movie. They're mm -hmm. already going into production for some like spinoff series mm -hmm. about Sonic and Knuckles. Or maybe that is the third one. Either way, it's becoming a full-fledged franchise now, film-wise. Yeah. And all it took was being like, okay, the fans want Sonic to look like Sonic. Mm -hmm. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Which is, I think it's interesting to compare <laughs> Sonic and Super Mario Brothers, which I know you hate, but hold, hear me out. If... That wasn't released in the early 90s, and there was more of an internet culture and an, and an immediate response. Like, you could bounce things off the fans now and get an immediate response yeah. that you couldn't do in the 90s. And so if, if the studios had released that and had John Logazamo and, like, Daisy and, and these Koopas and all these things in that style, and fans were like, no, 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 no. King Koopa doesn't look like that. Goombas don't look like that. How dare you? And they're like, oh, oh, okay, sorry. Let's fix their costumes, do it again. Obviously, it's harder because it's all practical effects. But uh, if they just made small tweaks because they had immediate feedback, other than releasing the movie, waiting for everybody to like Hate see it. it and then be like, that's what it is forever because, sorry, <laughs> that we can't change it. It's such a different thing now that you have immediate feedback, which is weird. Well, it definitely – so, okay, I'm just going to say this. Jake, you're going to be excited to hear this, but <laughs> I do as much as I hate that movie. Yeah. I do plan on rewatching it. Yeah, you towards do. Towards the end of the year. Oh my God. Because that's so I far do want to, well, I want to rewatch it before I see, what is it? Illuminations mm. Mario movie that is coming yeah. out. Chris Pratt. Yeah. And it'll be animated. Right. Which one? I think is the smarter choice. Honestly, thinking about Safer. the Super Mario world, I think I don't think a live action, whether you try to do as much fan service as possible, I just <laughs> don't think a live action Mario film would ever work. Yeah. Yeah. I just that was my the, point. You couldn't do anything else to that first Mario movie to make it more Mario. That that is yeah. basically what it is. 
just <laughs> you just action. you can't do it. I think yeah. that world can only exist in a cartoony animated world. It's the yeah. only place it can. Um, but I do plan on watching that live action again before I see the new Mario. <laughs> okay. For a couple reasons. Primarily, though, because my hope is they poke fun at it mm. in the new one. Sure. I feel like you have such a great opportunity. You don't have to make it an obvious joke, but you yeah. can make it like a fun little jab, a passing right. jab that only certain people will get. I hope they do that. So I'm going <laughs> to rewatch it just so that if they do those jokes, I mm. will. I'll be able to be like, nah, <laughs> there You'll it is. Get it, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, also, I want to compare them. Not in like, quality but just mm -hmm. what about this one made nintendo change its whole stance mm -hmm. on not allowing films to be made based on their properties because the super mario movie was such a travesty that right. nintendo immediately was like nope never, never again, again is this shit happening <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um i want to see what about this one May Nintendo change that stance. They've had mm. change of heads before. They, you know, head honchos. They've right. always maintained. So there had to have been something. What was the selling point that convinced them to retract this yeah. whole long-standing anti-film mentality or approach? I want to know. <laughs> it could be partly the success of Sonic because Sega and Nintendo's yeah. rivalry is age old and and. Now Sega's getting crazy with Sonic, so that's possible, but I don't know. So I am curious, because I know, like, myself included, there's a lot of Nintendo property that I've always thought, man, to see this in a cinematic version yeah, uh, would be incredible. I think, I think the success of this Mario movie could potentially lead to, like, almost an onslaught. It could be the mm -hmm. next comic book movie craze if they do it yeah. correct where suddenly yeah. these these worlds are now going to be brought to us it still begs to question should they be on the big screen or should they just be put on like mm -hmm. series um mm -hmm. time will tell but well, i we, know we could be getting into an age of getting video game movies and that's the other question mm -hmm. is are we entering a new era of it actually working finally after 30 years that we've had mario or we've had uh, sonic we've had uh pikachu we've had uh, hopefully mario works we've had a handful of movies recently that have worked we've had some movies that haven't worked obviously but <laughs> um i think that's at least getting closer to a 50 50 split yeah. as opposed to it never works. Why bother? Well, you know, the closest thing for people like you and I to compare it to would be the comic book films. Comic book movies have been made since early nineties. Mm -hmm. They didn't really click with audiences though, until mid two thousands, 2008, 2012 range. Right. Right. That was when they finally clicked and audiences started taking them serious, started investing into them. Um, but that's a long period of time that comic book movies did not work. Right. Or at least weren't widely accepted. 
And video game movies kind of seem to be following that same trend, that same timeline where even the bad ones, some you still have fans of the bad movies. So, right, yeah, they're still fans of the Super Mario Bros. <laughs> hold on, hold on. <laughs> you have fan of the Super <laughs> Mario <me>. Bros. <laughs> I'm the only one. <laughs> but you have big fans of like uh, the Resident Evil sequels, which. I wouldn't say I'm a big fan, but they're entertaining enough. I can binge the whole series, but yeah. as they progress, I do find myself being like, oh, they just get worse. But <laughs> like, oh, you should have called it a day a long time ago, guys. Yeah. Um, but there are fans here and there, just like there are fans of those first clumping of comic book movies. There are fans of the Ralph Dungren, uh Punisher. There's fans of like, I'm kind of a yeah. sucker for the Thomas Jane Punisher. It's not a good movie, yeah. but I got to watch it in the theater when I was a kid and it was cool. Um, right. It was the best you had so far, so you just right. accepted it. I mean, that first X-Men movie, I, I'll i always have kind of a nostalgia click to. Like, we have those little fans, um, fans of these not-so-great right. movies, but I kind of feel like video they're trying to find how do we replicate the comic book movie success, but with the video game success, I think yeah. it could happen, but I'm still curious whether it actually works live action. Right. Or if they need to focus on like an animated, this will sound weird, but they could make it anime. If they mm. release like an anime version of these movies, I think mm -hmm. that would almost be wider, have a wider acceptance because a lot mm -hmm. of the games are like Japanese properties or they're. Yeah, that's that's um, partly true. Um, I I don't generally watch anime or play Japanese games, but I know Final Fantasy was a big deal and yeah. the, that that one Final Fantasy um it's not live action it's not really animated either it's like a super it, it's a motion capture film in fact it's one of the first motion capture movies yeah. that we got one of the most um, impressive like CG uh, movies ever that, at least at that time yeah. it was very impressive but i don't know how well received it was by the fans i don't think it was received well but i do remember um, so I have that Final Fantasy movie. It's not a great movie. The story is definitely interesting, though. Um, mm. But what's weird about me having the movie is, and don't at me. <laughs> I have I'm going to at you so hard. <laughs> I have never once played any yeah. Final Fantasy game. Not once. Never lifted the controller. I've never played it. All right, five gamers like, out there, don't <laughs> just save it. <laughs> like, I like looked into it because it was such a big deal, and I was like, "This looks so dumb and boring." <laughs> I don't like the turn-based stuff, and, and it just seems so lame. So I was like, "No, thank you." <laughs> so, but I remember when the movie was coming out, and I remember watching a. They were doing a story of it. It was on like 2020 or something like that about mm. this movie. Um, but more about the approach of filmmaking they were going with it, the motion capture and yeah. the complete, completely CGI film, but it's all motion capture and how that could potentially be the future of movies. Mm -hmm. Right. And now we're entering, could we be entering a age of video game films? And it has mm -hmm. me thinking, 
Mm-hmm. Would video game based movies work better as a CGI motion captured film or the anime yeah. style or cartoony? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or a combination. Kind of... If you look at the possibly two most successful comic book or not comic book video game movies of video all game time, movies combine the they're, two. They're a mix of cg animated in the real world which is pokemon and sonic which is the same thing yeah so i think you can find success but i think it really does end up boiling down to Mm -hmm. you gotta get some writers that have at least played the game you gotta have writers that would be willing to put in talking with the original creators of the game, the writers of the game, because they have full writing staffs mm-hmm. on video games. Like it's not just one dude, it's a full staff. Right. They've all completely, it's like writing a TV show. It's not right. just one guy. It's a room full of writers bouncing all these ideas and coming together. Yeah. Um, I, I think video game movies could be very huge and potentially it could be the next big thing. Yeah. Potentially. It's a, I think that's a very good comparison. It took a long time for comic book movies to be taken seriously. And now it's the biggest thing ever. Like you're, it's hard to find good movies, new movies that are not comic book movies. Because... <laughs> like you, you have a very, you have a lot of like, uh, kind of bitter older filmmakers at comic book movies because yeah. like no one's going to the, the theaters to watch, a cinematic film they're only <laughs> flocking for the franchise and the, the comic book and you're like right. you know what there's still good movies you like yeah. i'll still flock just show me a good movie <laughs> or yeah, better saw, yet uh, actually release your cinematic film in a wider selection of theaters like right maybe that could be hurting you guys <laughs> yeah no i think that's very true <laughs> i saw um who was it recently um there was a director who was talking about, obviously Scorsese has been critical of it in the past, but somebody else was talking about how these comic book movies and Marvel and Disney movies are the new studio movies of the like yeah. 50, 40s and 50s and 60s. Um, I was like, that's crazy, but I, I do think you're right. <laughs> they they kind of have a point. They do draw the larger audiences. Yeah. Um, but I, I think video games have the potential to have that success or video game based movies or, but I, I'm still going to argue on the side though, maybe follow the success of the Witcher. Now I mm-hmm. haven't, like I said, I haven't watched the full series, but they seem to have tapped into something good. Yeah. They seem, or at least good enough that is satisfying two different fan bases uh, that share a common thing. Mm-hmm. We'll see what the reception to the Halo series is. That's either mm-hmm. already out or a coming out. I can't remember which one. Yeah, I, I looked into it because I was like, if this is out, I'll watch it. But I don't think it's out yet. I think they have, they have a trailer, um, but I think it's coming out fairly soon. Yeah. But I will say, now I don't have Paramount Plus, mm-hmm. but I am debating, like, do I get Paramount Plus? only to get halo the series because you should get I, it just to watch yellowstone honestly I, <laughs> but if you're gonna watch yellowstone and halo that's acceptable as well 
<laughs> I know you're such a fan of Yellowstone. And I'm not I'm, even... Every day I talk about <laughs> restarting the series. I just finished it. I'm all caught up onto season four and I'm like, I should just start it over. I want to rewatch it already. <laughs> <laughs> so what Jake is saying is one of these days we're going to have to uh, possibly revisit or revamp our favorite TV show list. Yeah. Um, yours will Absolutely. probably change more than mine, but <laughs> because there's so many spinoffs, it will be Yellowstone and the spinoff <laughs> 1883. 1883. <laughs> and they're, I think about to put off a new spinoff of the four sixes ranch. Um, so he the, says the top, that, like, I know what he's referring to, but the, I have no, the top that. three will be Taylor Sheridan, <laughs> yeah. Sher Yellowstone joints. Um, but yeah, I, I think video game movies could have success. Now, I am, like I was saying earlier, I'm kind of a, a sucker for some of the ones that are not that great, uh, but yeah. they're entertaining to me. They're fun to me. They gave me what I kind of wanted to see. Mm -hmm. um, I, I actually liked Rampage with Dwayne Johnson. I thought yeah. it was a super fun movie. I totally understand, though, and I share the same uh kind of critique that I do with like the Godzilla and Kong movies that are coming out that have been out. I mm. love them, but there's just too many people. Mm. And I feel More like monsters. that may have been. Yeah. I feel like that may have been rampages downfall was too yeah. much concentration on the people or the, like yeah. his emotional connection to George, the gorilla. Mm. Uh, it's not a bad connection, but I just feel like you got in the way. Yeah. yeah. Rampage feels like what Need for Speed should have been, where it's based on a game that didn't really have a story. It's just about these monsters destroying stuff. It's done better, where it is a movie about monsters destroying stuff, mm -hmm. but then you have The Rock in there also as like a selling point. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. It wasn't, it wasn't bad. It was way better than other examples. <laughs> yeah. I just think the people got in the way. I think like the opening to Rampage is fucking awesome with the mutant mm -hmm. rat in space and like the samples blowing up and hitting and creating the new monsters. Perfect. Yeah. Throwing in the emotional aspect drama of it. I'm kind of like, eh. <laughs> we didn't need <laughs> Not what that. I'm here Be for. Right. Because as fans of the arcade game, you were always like, I'm going to destroy everything because you played as the monsters. You didn't play as people fighting right. the monsters. <laughs> right. Right. So I think that was that. Honestly, that's my biggest critique of Rampage. It's still super entertaining to me, though. I, yeah. I still enjoy the movie quite a bit, actually. Yeah, I think I think uh, you're right. I think that we, there is a possibility of good movies going forward. I think choosing good. But choosing better properties is a good start. So stop choosing ones that don't really have any any leg room. But yeah. choosing ones like Halo, like Witcher, um, Assassin's Creed, the, the Assassin's Creed movie with Michael Fassbender and Marion Cotillard and Jeremy Irons and Brendan Gleeson is like, it's really good. But it, I was disappointed buy it when I first saw it because I was such a fan of the games. Yeah. And they, they make some choices where they do some unnecessary things. Like when they put him in the suit or the machine that like reads his mind for, for one thing, it's a very complicated story. That's part of the problem. I do think it would be better as a series, like you were saying, because they have to fit so much into a short movie that it is. Yeah. Probably and it's confusing a short to people. movie. That movie yeah. got 
So I don't mind Assassin's Creed. I've never played the games. I didn't mind the Michael Fassbender movie. There were choices in it that I felt were really odd that I had hoped were like, oh, that hopefully that's just part of the game. And it just Mm. doesn't translate quite as well into the movie. Mm. Um, You brought up him being plugged into the machine. Is that Mm. not in the games? Him going into the machine is so he gets plugged into a a machine called the Animus, like in the movie, where it it uh, he essentially replays memories of his uh, like ancestry. He's related to somebody in the past in history. They're very history based. It's like a really cool crossover between history and sci-fi, where he plays historical events, but it's it's through his like DNA. they decode his gen DNA to okay. go back in time, and and he plays the memories of that. But the suit, the machine they normally put him in is like an MRI machine. He just lays there, and you go into this. You never are going back and forth. So okay. it's weird that in the in the movie they put him in this thing that he like moves in three dimensions and is moving all over like a VR thing. Um, and then the movie cuts back out of the old uh, Middle Eastern and and uh, like the crusades and all that stuff, it cuts out of that to him jumping around in this metallic, uh, like spinal tap suit. <laughs> right. And that part, that part doesn't happen. And it kind of takes you out of it. It's like, I would rather just be in that world, understand it's a VR world that he's reliving the memories of those people come back. He gets out of a bed. Like that's all you really need. Yeah. So that it's okay. kind of weird. Okay. Well, but the that. general, like, it's one of the most interesting and original and deep stories and concepts that we've had in a really long time where, thank you. and I, I think that it would be a great series and it is a decent movie. It could be an even better movie, but it is one of the better video game movies because of the content that it's, yeah. it's such a, an interesting story. That's not just history, but also they add this whole conspiracy of the Knights Templar and trying to control this, this relic of the apple of Eden and all this stuff. So it's, it's such a cool thing that it, it could have been even better than it was. It was good, but it could have been even better. I've always felt that. So I don't, I don't mind it. I felt, I've always felt that my having no connection to the source material has helped me enjoy yeah. it more than like the general fan, like audience out there. Um, but I always felt like one of its biggest flaws was it's so short. Like this kind of screams like you need at least minimum, like maybe Mm -hmm. two hours and like 15 minutes. Like you might at minimum have to go over a two hour mark with this story because it felt like there it's so much. And I guess this does kind of help argue the fact that maybe movies are not the best way to adapt video games into a yeah watchable medium. Um, But I've always felt that was its biggest uh, shortcoming was it's too too much for such a short period of time mm-hmm. um and it, it was another one where you're like man you really get the idea that they're just hoping that this is franchisable and then mm-hmm. it's not like it just did not make it and you could tell watching it like they want to turn this into a whole franchise but they're just never going to be able to because people are not going to connect with the story they're not going to connect with this character yeah because it just felt like you were trying to put too much in too little a time right yeah <laughs> if you made it a 10 episode netflix series 
where you spread it out and paste it more like the game, um, it would it would bend so much better. And you can fit in there, there's so many like reveals that happen yeah. throughout the story where it, it's like, oh, not only is this a guy who is interesting that gets a, like kidnapped by this corporation, but they are putting you in this machine and using your memories. And oh, your memories are attached to history and all of this stuff. And oh, you're using that history to find a hidden relic in the present. And then your place gets invaded by all these people trying to stop you. And like, it's so much to fit into an hour and a half, yeah. an hour, 45 minutes. It's crazy. It, it kind of strikes me as like, you know, that should be a series on like, I mean, you brought up Netflix. I would almost argue more of like HBO having that kind of property and potentially yeah. turning that into their new Game of Thrones, you know, because right. you know, HBO is just itching at like, what's our next cultural right. impacting thing. They could yeah. pick some form of video game to adapt and turn mm. into it. Netflix has The Witcher. That's right. a big hit for them. And um, Assassin's Creed is so interesting because each there's so many games at this point. Yeah, the franchise is going so strong, and each game is centered around a different time period. Like the first one is the Crusades, and the second one is I don't remember, and the third one is like the American <laughs> Revolution, and the fourth one is like pirates, and the fifth one is like Egypt. So like, there's all of these different time periods where you have an Assassin's Brotherhood order of dudes. That but I you mean, could right make there, series of shows like that. There's your. Each season, one season yep. could be one game, essentially, totally. you know? Totally. Instead of one season being one book, it's, we picked this game, this is the new season, or, you know? Yep. <laughs> like, that Dark. would work. I think that would be interesting. I think you would draw in a larger crowd. Yeah. Um, your marketing would have to be pretty specific, and that's where, man, I think I'm just going to have to get Paramount, because... <laughs> <laughs> The more we mention the Halo series, and I've watched the trailer a couple times, mm -hmm. honestly, like, I don't have a game system. Well, no, that's a right. lie. I have my Switch, but I haven't mm -hmm. turned it on in a year and a half. So, <laughs> <laughs> do I have it? Um, yeah. But that, like, when I watched that Halo preview, man, it brought back so much to the point where I thought, like, man, it would be really cool to mm -hmm. replay that first game. Cause I, I always yeah. felt more attached to that first game. And I was like, it'd be so cool to re you know, revisit the game, mm -hmm. not just a story mode, but like revisit doing the, the multiplayer. Like how cool would that yeah. be to hook up the multiple screens again and just kind of have that fun little, like, I know I'm all about nostalgia folks fucking get over it. Um, <laughs> right. But that was some halo was so unique. Because right. I feel like video games were always big, but Halo knocked it out of the fucking park. And yeah. when I watched the preview for the new series, I'm like, oh my God, I get filled with the same feeling. Mm. I get filled with that same like, oh, this is going to be awesome. Yeah. I mean, you see Master Chief and immediately you're like, they didn't <laughs> change any designs. This might be the best thing I've seen. <laughs> it's like a two minute preview. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. And it, it's such a cultural phenomenon that happened completely underground it's individuals in their friend groups with <laughs> three two or four different xboxes that all <laughs> yeah. went to the same house had an ethernet cable running through the living room and everybody brought a 
big giant CRT TV before we had the flat screens. You had to carry it in. And <laughs> it's so funny hearing you talk about your experience with that because I had the same experience and we never had it together. But And we never had every, it together. Everybody had that like you just everybody brought an Xbox, brought an extra controller if you had one. Yeah. And and hooked up your TVs and yelled at each other in the other room and played Halo all Like night. it was a thing. You when you invited people over, one of the first questions it was like Super Smash Brothers all over again, where it was like, right. who has Super Smash Brothers? How many controllers do we need to bring? Right. And that was your night. Halo yeah. did that. Yeah. <laughs> but what made Halo almost cooler just on a i mean super smash bros that'll still always be one of the greatest things ever created but yeah. what made halo so cool was people still talked about the story mode mm -hmm. and how difficult that story was and like navigating through that world through the missions discovering the new things the the corporations yeah. and all this yeah yeah like, finding it was easter eggs Playing it on the hardest difficulty, legendary. It was a big deal. <laughs> Try, yeah. Who could do it on legendary? Not me. <laughs> yeah. At all. <laughs> yeah. I did the first two, and I was like, never again. I can't do that ever again. I don't have time for this. But I, I think Halo is almost the. Uh, I, I think people are looking at the Halo series, and people are looking at the Mario movie at the end of the year. Mm -hmm. of like okay which one's going to have the bigger success which one mm -hmm. is going to connect more uh, i think honestly it almost feels like the studios are wanting to see yeah which one you know mm -hmm. which median not which show but which median are more people going to flock to right um and i think those are two huge and possibly the best choices to pick between because they're such yeah. heavy hitters mario mm -hmm. has the seniority mario's got the deeper uh kind of nostalgic investment in yeah. audiences and a wide, wider casual character. base yeah. yeah and halo though halo's fan base is massive yeah it's fucking huge to this day and huge. it's it's one of the few fan bases that love it enough that they're like, we would like a movie. Please give us a movie. Please yeah. Give us, a like, show. <laughs> give us something. Give us more content to this. because it's so good. <laughs> Right. And I think, it, I think it's kind of cool to see which one, and we could end up getting both kinds where the more mature video games are put mm -hmm. into series. Whereas like the more family friendlies are put into film. Um, yeah. That could work. It could work, but you got to do it right. And I think, man, you know, Nintendo is just waiting to see because, you know, <laughs> fan bases around the world yeah. have been talking about, have been wanting some form of a cinematic Zelda film yeah. or story. Like, yeah, if they Zelda... get Mario to work, <laughs> Zelda is next for sure. It, you know, like it has to work, right? If Mario is a success. Zelda cannot be far behind. And I right. think Zelda would end up possibly being like the Dark Knight or the Iron Man of <laughs> video game movies. I could see it being an Iron Man. There that it is. There's the property. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's interesting. And I think I think Zelda would be the one that would work as you could hint to creating the franchise or just come out and say, we are making Legend of Zelda part one, part two, part three. 
Right. Right Two there. Clans trilogy. Yeah. Yeah. And you just, you set your audiences up for, you're preparing them to know, okay. And then you make it like Lord of the Rings. You mm-hmm. do it that scope. You do it like you hit all the fan notes. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I think so. It could work. I guess time will tell, though. Time will tell. Time will tell. I think our consensus <laughs> has really boiled down to, I know I'm leaning more on the side of like, turn it into a series. Uh, yeah. You kind of sound like you're on that same board. I know reading Reddit threads was really interesting because there's so many people that have said like, we want to love these movies. We want to love these properties. Yeah. But they keep missing the mark on it. And it mm-hmm. all boils down to like video games are so long. Movies are not. And studios right. are afraid to make long movies, which is nuts. Make a long. Yeah. Movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, my consensus is I am against pigeonholing things. I'm against forcing it into something that it doesn't fit or barely fits mm-hmm. into. I would rather it's the same thing with with movies or even our show. It it should be as long as it needs to be to be what it is. And so if it needs to if it fits into a movie and it makes sense for that medium and it makes sense for that audience, yeah, do it. That sounds great. But don't just do it because you want a big box office weekend and you want right. all of these things. It's, and don't same thing, don't spread it out in a in a series if it doesn't make sense. Whatever the story needs to be, whatever the writers need in order to fully tell the story or flesh it out, whatever it should be, make it that and base it on the the content and the, the ultimate goal as opposed to starting from a premise of we would like some money how do we get some money let's find something that people like and trick them into paying us because it doesn't matter how good it is or what it is or how long it is that's not the way to do it yeah you know i i feel like we're gonna see something that the studios were hoping won't happen with uncharted i think it'll have a pretty decent opening weekend Mm -hmm. but i think come like Tuesday morning, it's gonna just tank. <laughs> yeah, Feel like I could even will find out. It's not yeah, that good. And I could even see suddenly like Death on the Nile or even Jackass retaking the number one yeah. slot. I could see mm-hmm. that. You know, I could see. Yep. I could even see Studio Six 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 beating <laughs> out Uncharted at least for a day. I could yeah. see that happening because I think Uncharted is going to be like, oh, let's go watch Tom Holland because we just saw him in Spider-Man. Oh, what a right. letdown. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, <laughs> like there was some interesting action, but yeah, yeah, I do. I agree. I think people would be more interested in this wild Foo Fighters movie about the <laughs> devil. That sounds like unique and interesting. Let's see that instead. Yeah. So I think I think the studio is going to be really disappointed with the reception of Uncharted. Um and I think it just ends. I think Uncharted is going to end up like the majority of other video game movies where it's either forgotten or yeah. just regarded as another like, well, they tried. <laughs> right. Yeah. It'll be mediocre, I think, at best at this point. Yeah. So that I don't really have anything else on video. Did you? No, I think that's a good, good stopping point. It feels I natural think, to me. 
I, I feel like that was a pretty good one. I mean, I feel you and I brought up some pretty valid points. That mm-hmm. is the most on the side of the gamer community <laughs> I think I have been in a long time. Uh, I'm sure they appreciate it. I'm, I'm sure, especially like my closer <laughs> friends that are diehard gamers, if they're listening to this, are probably like, damn. <laughs> yeah, like, that's that's yeah, well, so much love for the gaming community. <laughs> I'm definitely interested in hearing from gamers and people who have opinions about this. If if we missed anything or if yeah, there's any yeah. examples that you are interested in or want to bring up, uh, definitely feel free to reach out. Yeah. You can call in and leave us a voicemail. We'll play it on the show or I mean, just find us on social media. We're happy to talk about this stuff. We didn't you. even bring up Street Fighter. Oh, my comment, folks, was the cast is known for <laughs> being very open about snorting more cocaine than like is ever <laughs> warranted just to yeah. make the film. So <laughs> that was what my comment earlier meant. Uh, the street fighter it, is I, horrendous. Film. <laughs> it's horrendous, but I feel like it, it, it's, it's kind of fun. It's more fun than like mortal Kombat, which I think they try to take seriously. Yeah. Street fighters characters are so wild and the whole they're movie so is wild. so wild and it could be because they're on cocaine but it's <laughs> it's a funny weird movie yeah that's another one i'm kind of shocked they haven't tried to reboot just because i know street fighter has yeah. a huge very diehard fan base but yeah let us know if we missed anything if uh you disagree with stuff that we brought up if you actually really like the video game movies i'm curious to hear from you especially um, super mario brothers yes so, if there's anyone fa- out there to validate jake <laughs> So I'm not the only one. So don't let him be alone, folks. No one deserves <laughs> to be alone. It's lonely out here <laughs> at the top. Uh, yeah, hit us up. You know where to find us all over the social medias. Uh, our website, you can call in. We do have a phone number on there. You can leave us a voicemail. Yep. Um, go buy some some cool boner swag. True, my, I'm waiting store. for my hoodie to arrive. It's supposed to be here, <laughs> but I'm just waiting for it to show up. Nice. Um, yeah yeah and then uh so next week is uh yes and that will be an interesting one you (laughs) folks are going to get a little bit of history lesson next week with movies uh we're going to be talking about the mpaa which for Mm -hmm. those that don't know that's the people that rate your films uh yeah kind of talking about their hypocrisy and how they rate kind of why they rate inconsistencies the the inconsistencies uh, yeah. kind of the start of all that nonsense and yeah so that i think yeah. that should be a pretty interesting one I, i'm i'm looking I, forward to that one yeah i think it'll be kind of like our uh when we did that whole rotten tomatoes breakdown yeah. um i talked to a handful of people that were like that was i didn't even know that's how that worked or how how any <laughs> of that happened so i think we'll uncover some interesting things definitely there's weird inconsistencies that don't make yep. any damn sense like rotten tomatoes but uh, and you fun. guys are gonna learn that although it's not the best sequel in history but the temple of doom is a pretty impactful film for uh hollywood it's true first so, yep 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 uh yeah so that'll be next week folks thank you again for everything thanks for listening watching and yeah we appreciate you it. sounds good all right see all you right. next time